0: Thank you for tuning in to today's Life Message from Cornerstone Church. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging message. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after this podcast. He is so faithful. Praise God, he's faithful. We are so blessed. We're walking above and not beneath. We're the head and not the tail. He's got his hand upon us, blessing us, walking with us, keeping us. Aren't you glad you serve a God that's alive and real? And when I went to Israel, I went to the tomb of Jesus, and I'm going to tell you what I saw at the tomb of Jesus nothing. But I went over and saw some other tombs, and there's all kind of bones in that place because he is risen. That's why. Because he's not in that tomb. Because he's King of kings and Lord of lords. He is, he is great, I am. Alpha, Omega, he's the first and the last. And we're so thankful that He's chosen us. Look, there's a whole world of seven and some billion people, and not all of them know what you know. Not all of them have what you have, because God has been good to us. He's been good to us. I'm going to be preaching this morning, and the title of the message is, But Love is Stronger. Uh, We were supposed to um, start a different series this morning, but... I kind of really felt in my heart that I want to go one more one more week at love and, and I guess I'm the pastor, I can do that. Let me let me hear a praise offering <laughs> for that. Yeah. The Lord is just so good to us. You know, Jesus said, Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know why? Because he cares for us. Because he cares for us. Love is love is stronger than unforgiveness. Love is stronger than defeat. Love is stronger. The love of God is stronger than all those kinds of things. The love of God will give us forgiveness. The love of God will give us victory because the love of God is what Jesus came. You know, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave the only, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is a God who loves you that is a God who loves me and cares for us. He is, he is great. He is great. He is great. You know, this is what the Lord tells us to do. The Lord says to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And guess what else? Love your neighbor as yourself because he cares for all of us. You know, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it gives us a choice. It gives us this choice, death and life. A lot of people quote that life and death, but the Bible doesn't say life and death there. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you this question. Are we digging wells or are we digging graves? Are we digging wells or are we digging graves? Because... We, what we give out, what we speak, what we say is very important because life is there or death is there in what we say. And I had the, I had years, years and years and years, I was like this, I'm going to say it no matter what, I'm going to let the chips fall where they may, and if you don't like it, just leave. Leave. I'm not like that anymore. No, no, no. Not like that. Who said hallelujah? Well, actually, let me tell you how that got changed. Since you want to know, I'm glad you asked. I used to, We have a school upstairs, and I'd kid would run down the hallway, and I'd stop him. And it was when the school was smaller and not as efficiently run, and when I was in the way. They, I'd stop them. I say, you go back that door and you walk down here. And they turn around, walk back. And here's how they walk back. <laughs> you know, they, they, and finally, uh, Miss Bandy, our director over our elementary school, and my daughter Renee, director over the high, high school, sa- sa- said, "Pastor, we want to talk to you." <laughs> I wonder how long they were wanting to say, have this conversation. <laughs> they said, "We'd like to talk to you." You know, what, we, some of these kids come to this church; they don't have a pastor. Don't know what a pastor is. I said, Well, that's true. And I they said, Will you just please be nice? <laughs> I said, I, I can do that. Let me just tell you, for anybody who had my old problem, then <laughs> nice is better. <laughs> it really is. Um in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, it says this: Therefore, ha- therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace through God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, whom also we have access by faith unto the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. I want you to say the word tribulation with me. Tribulation. Say it louder. Tribulation. Say we glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope, hope does not make us ashamed or disappointed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, I want to reread those, and I want to share a little from my heart from each of those. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, having been justified. You are justified. If you've come to Christ, you have been justified. He has just made your account as if there's never been any sin in it. Therefore, having been justified by faith. The Bible says without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe, must believe, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm telling you, you're diligently seeking the Lord just because you came here. People, Christian people get up, go to their churches this Sunday morning across the nation and across the world. They are diligently seeking the Lord in one aspect of their life. Of course, you need to have this in your home, and you need to have it in your heart, and you need to have it. But I want to tell you what the world calls peace. The world calls peace the absence of war. That's what they call peace. But God's peace goes a lot further than the absence of war. It goes to the settling of the spirit, soul, rebirth of your spirit, life in your soul, life in your family, life in you, life, life, life. Because that's the peace God gives. God's peace is different. In verse t- John twenty or fourteen, twenty-seven, it says this. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace. You know why it says my peace? Because it's a different kind of peace than what the world has. Because it's a different kind of peace. You can go ahead and let's give the Lord praise offering. Yes. I once was. I once was uh, preaching the gospel and I had a real lively crowd, and they were saying, "Amen, amen, you guys can say "Amen, you can shout at me and say, "Amen. I want to tell you because it's like saying, Sick them to a bulldog on a pussycat." <laughs> because because we, He's, he's given us, he says, "Peace I leave with you, My peace, not as I give unto you." Wait a minute, Peace I leave unto you, my peace, because his peace is His peace is peace, I give to you." Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I'm telling you right now, if you have the peace of God, you will walk where angels fear to trod because you'll have the peace of God. Listen, when they went to the Red Sea and God split the Red Sea and they looked across there, saw water on this side, and saw water on this side, and saw dry ground. They walked across there. They were not afraid. They had the they Moses and them folks had the peace of God up in, and they weren't afraid because the power of God was with them. And I'll tell you, God can intervene and help in any situation. I tell you, you some of you have heard this little story, but but I want to tell for some of you who never have heard this. Renee had piano lessons until she was twelve years old. And she played like this. Ding, 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 ding. I played like Renee played. And one night we were in a service and the power of God fell, and and the preacher that was there said, God wants to anoint somebody to play the piano. And so he called Renee out and she came up and he's, the woman said, Play like this, and Renee tried and she couldn't do it. She said, Play like this. And and I guess the evangelist got t- tired of telling Renee to play like this she says, she said to me, she said, You anoint, well, you go get me anointing oil. She said, You anoint Renee like you wanna pl- like you want her to play. Well I said, God, I want her to have all of it. Didn't that what you want for your kids? Yeah. You want to have all of it. And I took I took the all I, I took the anointing oil and I got it. And I said, Well, I'll tell you before I go any further, I want to tell you in big churches, they have little bottles of anointing oil. In little churches, they have big bottles. <clears throat> Why that is, I don't know. I guess uh, somebody gave me this bottle of uh, oil years ago. That bottle, and I've saved it and used it. But, but I I got that bottle of oil, a quart bottle of oil. You say quart? Say quart. And I unscrewed the lid like this, and it had a little plastic top right there. And I went like that. <laughs> Now we have a half inch tube, half inch oil flow. And I said, I wanted to have it all. And the Spirit of God got up on me, and I dumped that oil on her from head to toe and, they, oh, and all over the piano. Now she couldn't play the piano because it was too slicked up. <laughs> There's oil all over here, oil on the floor, oil on her, oil ever, everywhere. Listen, when you just use a little dab of oil to pray for people, you don't get through a big bottle of olive oil in one service. And so I poured that on her, and I'm telling you, the power of God came down, and, now she, and she was all over, I mean, she couldn't play the piano because it was all lubed up with, the, with uh, oil, and so we dismissed church, more oil everywhere, and um, I, uh, we went home, and never the same, never the same. At 12 years old, she could, at that age, she could, you could make up your own song we didn't know any country Western music in church. But you could sing your own song and sing it, and she could play with you. It just was a, just a difference. And from 12 to the oldest she is now, she's never went back to a piano studio. God has just touched her life because he loves us and cares about us. He does. Romans 5.3 says this. And not only that, we all, but we also glory in tribulation. Say, I glory in tribulation. Now, tribulation is painful. Tribulation is not fun. Tribulation is hard. Tribulation is difficult. Now, I want to tell you all something. I have glasses, a hearing aid, and now this thing. And so, and they taped it on the back of my neck, and the tape all came loose. So, anyway, we'll keep going. But not only that, not only and not only that, we, but we also glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Some of the times I grew the most in the Lord is when I was under persecution. When I went, when I went into the military, I was a Christian. And I, I, I um, loved the Lord. And my drill sergeant he didn't much care. The, the, in boot camp, they didn't much care for that because they wanted to hear you cuss. They wanted to hear you get mad. They wanted to see you rough. They, they wanted to see the man come out in you and, uh, and, and stuff like that. And, and tribulation will help you grow, believe it or not. We don't like it. It's not good. Look at the church in China. They estimate that the church in China is an underground church, That there is now as many Christians in China, we're talking about tongue talking, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost powered, Christians as they are people in America. And that's been a persecuted church. You know what? God sees that. Just like when Saul of Tarsus persecuted the church, God saw what Paul was Saul was doing and changed him from Saul to Paul. You know, he was a terrorist. He was killing Christians. He was a terrorist to the Christian community. But you know, God sees that. When people people bring persecution against you personally, they're really not bringing persecution against you. They're bringing persecution against the God that's in you. The God who will set you free. The God who will see that Saul and change him to Paul. But you know what it took? It took people willing to stand up and be counted. Does anybody know who stood up and was accounted when a young man by the name of Saul stood there and held the held coach of Stephen as they stoned Stephen to death? He stood up. He Stephen stood up, died, and Paul saw it, or Saul saw it. And I'll tell you what, when you live a life like that before people, it'll penetrate the hearts of the wicked. It'll penetrate their hearts, and it'll set them free. When God gives you something worth dying for, then you have something worth living for. He says this in in verse, or or Mark, um, Mark, would you bring me that bottle of water box to my wife? (coughs) Thank you, sir. sir. And he says this, he says, this is a little closer to the size of olive oil in church. (coughs) <coughs> but not quite. <coughs> he says this, <coughs> "Excuse me, I'm very sorry." And I said, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." I looked at that scripture and that means conf- Peter's confession the confession Peter made that when Jesus said, whom do you say that I am? And he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and, and he said that, and Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And that confession, that belief, that stand, that walk will change people's lives. And it, it, let me just tell you, God sees what's going on. He sees what's going on. He says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, nine my grace is sufficient for you. And in, weak, and in your weakness, he, may, he builds strength. And the word perseverance means to be strong, to persevere. And in Ephesians chapter, I want to read to you what, um, I want to give you some instruction. That's really what I want to do. I want to read to you out of, out of um, Ephesians 6.13. It says, therefore, take, put your hand out and take, take take. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Don't leave any of it out. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and haven't done all to stand. Every translation that I read and looked at uses the same word, stand. Just stand. Just stand. Take up the whole armor of God and that you may be able to withstand in the evil days. How many of you believe we might be in some of those evil days? I saw a lot of heads shaking. We are, we are there. We are in some evil days. But you know what the, the word tells us? To stand. You know what that means? Come to church. You know what that means? Pray. You know what that means? Read your scripture. You know what that means? That means have fellowship with the God Almighty. Church cannot make you stand. Well, you can hear good preaching, what have you, but you want to know where you really get established? You get established in teaching. You get established in study. You get established. Where I got established in my gospel walk with the Lord was in Bible college. Is where I took the Bible out, studied it. People taught us. We read the Word of God. We prayed together. It just got in us. Stand, everybody. Stand up. Stand, stand up. Stand, stand your faith. Stand in your stand in your faith. Just like that. Just stand. Just stand. The Bible says, "Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, stand." Pick up your your breastplate, and stand. You can be seated. You got the point. Stand. You got two feet. You got on the point right down there. Just stand. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's nicer to be nice than it is to be mean with your voice, with, your, with what you say. Because God will just, he will just help us, right? Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Having your your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. A peace. Above all, take the shield of faith. With which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Yes, you are. You take that shield, you know? The fiery darts of the wicked, the wicked one. He he'll just get your shield up there. Just like God led God led. David, when he when he took his sling and he threw it at Goliath, at the rock at Goliath, the stone, he he couldn't miss. Because that slingshot was ordered to the Lord. When you put up your shield of faith, the devil can't hit. When you stand, the devil can't hit because he he is Unable, God's, God's control in the shield is a lot more than the devil throwing the stone or the dart. But you've got to stand, you've got to take the shield of faith, you've got to be willing to stand in your place. Don't back up, don't back down, don't retreat. Stay focused. Stay, on, stay focused on the Lord. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spend a little bit more time in the Word and a little less, less, little less time on them confusing news channels. And I mean all of them, I think, are confused. We've kept watching lots of news. I used, to watch, I used to watch more news, and Tad got up here and preached, and I said, you know, he's right about that news stuff. Praying always, in verse Ephesians 6.18 says this, Praying always with all perseverance and supplication in the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always. Now, you might say, well, how can I pray always? Well, you can. And I'm going to tell you how you can pray always. How many of you women had a baby? Okay, my wife. I know her pretty good. When we had our little, little kids... When they were little, they were she was in one room doing dishes, and that baby was in there in the baby bed. I want to guarantee you one thing. (laughs) And she'd hear it. Me, she'd say, Grover, the baby. I'd say, What's wrong with the baby? (laughs) I said, It's fine. She'd go, she'd go right over there and pick it up, take care of it, meet its needs, because her heart and her attitude was tuned towards that baby. That's how you pray always. Your attitude, your heart, your spirit is tuned towards the Lord. You have a listening ear. You can even do that when you're sleeping. You can have a listening ear, God. You can have a listening ear. i tell you, just recently, somebody came to me and said, I had a dream. And I don't know what the the interpretation of the dream is. the, The person said, I really feel this to be of the Lord. I just don't know what it is. And I said, what is it? And the woman said to me, she said, I was in a car, and the car starts slipping a little bit. And on the back of my car, there was a backhoe. And she said, my son was digging in the backhoe. And I told him, get out of the way. I wanted to dig the backhoe. And so she jumped up there and started digging in the backhoe. She kept digging in the, in the, the car and the backhoe. And was attached to her car. All was sliding down the hill. And it was going like this. And she was digging away. And, and she said, It got down to the bottom, and it stopped. She said, do you know what the interpretation that is? And I said, no. I said, I don't right now. But I said, let me think on it a little bit. And I went to sleep. And I went to bed that night, and I went to sleep, and I woke up in the morning, and I woke up, and the interpretation was just there. Because my heart and my mind was towards Towards this when I went to bed. If your mind and your heart is towards the Lord, when you go to sleep, you will have have access to the throne of grace boldly even in your sleep because God wants to communicate with us. Praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Isn't the Lord good? Yes. Yes, he is. Romans chapter 4 says this And perseverance leads to character and character leads to hope and hope does not let us shame You know this is what the word of God says in Romans 8:28 It says and we know that all things work together for good to them who are called of God according to his purpose. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. We know that's Romans chapter 828. But if you'll read if you'll read the verses right before that, you'll find out that those people that this is going to are people who are praying in the spirit, people who are believing the Lord. And we know that all things work together for good for good to those who love God. Now, when you're going through tribulation, you may say, this can't be working for good. But let me tell you, it will build character, and character will build perseverance. Now, I hope nobody goes through anything this week, but if you do, know this. Now, hope does not disappoint us, or hope does not make us ashamed, because the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Ghost by the Holy Spirit it's poured out in our hearts you start getting closer to God and you know what you're going to find out you're going to find out that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out in your hearts more than ever and um, I guess if I was going to conclude anything, my son Mark a few weeks ago preached on 13th chapter of Corinthians and the last verse of 13th chapter of Corinthians says this now now abided faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these three is charity. So that's the King James Bible. New King James Bible is now abided faith, hope, and charity, or love. And the greatest of these three is love. However you want to have it, um, you can. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's walk in the spirit of the Lord. I want you to close your eyes and slip your hands up. And I want to pray with you. Right where you're sitting. You just receive. When I pray, you receive from the Lord. Just receive. You could be standing right here, and I can put my hand on you, but, but, but just receive, Father God. In the name of the mighty Son of God, mighty strong Son of God, that said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me." So we're coming to you. We're coming to the Father through Jesus Christ, who is the all Son of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last. We just thank you right now that we're receiving honey from heaven. We're receiving words and knowledge from heaven. We're receiving wisdom from heaven. And we just thank you in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father God. We bless you, Lord. We just praise you. You are so worthy. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, life begins at the cross.